I love you. Welcome back ah. to the Couch Potatoes, to a refreshing new and uh, also previously on episode. We've done some stuff before. We're going to retalk it again. I think it's the first time for us. That's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, so, retalking uh, a video. Thanks for joining a, a movie, us. Yeah, definitely the first time we've done yeah. that. But it's the potato pick, and it's what the people wanted. So here we it's are. What the people want. I didn't Hell bother yeah. rewatching it, but only because I've seen it like a bazillion times, and I've been really busy. Right. I'm sorry. I rewatched it because it was October first, and then I was like, "Man, that sounds like a beautiful way to start off the best month of the year." Yeah, it would be. Fuck yeah, it would be. But thank you. Thank I needed you for... to squeeze in the rental, so I just. Figured, oh yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. But it's okay. I know that's this right. movie very well. Do you now? I do. Well, let's let's start talking about it. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am Pennywise the Clown. I am oh, <laughs> the Faceless Leon. This is for Green and Faceless on That's the couch. Gonna copyright. I'm going to say that again. Cause... The only way I'm ever going to talk to Stephen King is because he's going to copyright us. Oh, yeah, because I claim <laughs> to be Pennywise. Shit. Uh, yep. So, I also... He'll come after us for $19.19. (laughs) Yeah, he sure will. Okay, so we're not talking about Stephen King. Neither of these have anything to do with Stephen King besides that Cabin in the Woods kind of has to do with everything. Um, Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Cabin in the Woods definitely had a couple monsters that were inspired by him. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Or I guess shout outs to Easter eggs. Cabin in the Woods. We're talking about Cabin in the Woods first, I'm sure. We watch this movie a lot. We, uh, like we said yeah. in our previous review, I want to try to say things other than what we said in our previous review, but that's, you didn't re-listen, so yeah, that's, that's going to be hard. Be hard. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I meant to re-listen, uh, but yeah, there's well, going to be the things on my end that are just going to be complete repeats. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I think people will still appreciate it because I think we are better at this than we used to be if you want to compare and contrast our our reviews i probably our rookie performance with this one yeah our rookie performance with this one you can go back it was like it was literally like our sixth episode like yeah, I, I had to like go that. back really far to find it <laughs> we uh, it a, uh we had a couple episodes in that first september and then we went right into your uh horror obsession yeah we did <laughs> There's also a gnat in here, and it's driving me gnats. So but yeah, we drove right into my horror obsession because that's that's who I fucking am, man. And uh, th- I remember that episode we had pit- it, was, it was a it, we called it a threesome. Nowadays we would have probably called it a John or SmackDown kicked one of them out, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, <laughs> I mean, don't know. It was technically a John or SmackDown for three films because it was it was a comedy. Yeah, it was uh, comedy, comedy horror. horror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truth. Cabin in the Woods, Tucker and Dale, That's and right. uh, Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Two. Two. Yeah, Evil Dead. Yes, Evil, Evil Dead, Dead Two. Two. Yep, because Evil Dead is not really a comedy. So, uh, if you want to hear what we say about we those two films, you too. go back to, and watch that one. It's one of the few that I think are worth going back for. Um, <clears throat> like yeah. I think once we get start doing the playlists, the show is uh, very listenable. And uh, this, I'm gonna have to kill this gnat <clears throat> at some point. Well, you kill that gnat, 
you go ahead and kill that net. I'm going to kill our our shameful uh, plug product placement. <laughs> if you if you want to go ahead and uh, go down to Patreon.com/slash/GreenFaceless, check out our tiers there. Because if you think we're really listenable, you can you can help us out a bit. Help us become more listenable. That's help right. The word. Yeah, we would love to get better equipment so that we uh, don't so that we could do this together or remotely better where you know we're doing it remotely now as in separately and um (laughs) we was sometimes that that's a struggle you know internet's not always consistent out where we live unfortunately (laughs) out in the boondocks yeah I was also going to say that uh, you should, if you know, we have a new exclusive episode out. I almost forgot to add that we have a new exclusive episode of Bangers and Hash. So if you are interested in hearing our opinions on newer releases or yeah. newer television that you're watching, uh, that's where you'll find it. We, we've put it on our Patreon there. It's a $5 tier and above. And we have a new episode out where we talk new films. I talked some horror films that came out. Yeah. So, uh, Including yeah. Barber Ian. Barber Ian. That's yes. right. Yes. Yeah. So if you're interested in hearing about Barber Ian, uh, come such on down. Such a nice down. guy. He's such a Him nice guy. Him and his clippers. So this movie, Cabin in the Woods, it follows a uh, group of students played by yes. uh, the, these five adults. Um, <laughs> that's true. Uh, well, you know, some of them might have been young enough. I don't know, but I, I'm pretty. But uh, Fran Krantz was is at least ten years older than us, and he was playing somebody who was supposed to be like five years older. Well, that is fun. That's hey. fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also very possible that Fran Krantz is just like a thirty year old hanging out with college students because, like, the only. Like the only thing we're told is that back in freshman year, him and him and uh, Jules were sweeties in their dorm uh, room. He could have been thirty-two hanging out in the dorm. Room. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, Marty, uh, played by uh, Fran Kranz, is uh, a he's a stoner, and but he's also oh, yeah. uh, a, a, an electrical engineer. I don't. I don't know if I'll be able to remember all we, of what they're studying, but um, we assume that he's an electrical engineer just because of his his expertise with an ele- uh, elevator at the end of the film. That's or right, near the end of the film. No, 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 no. He. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody confirms that he's an electrical engineer at some point in the movie, like some joke in the movie. I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't you think just so, watched it, that didn't was you? The, yeah, there's there's many times where we've had like discussions with old roommates and stuff trying to figure out what all they did because like they're they're incredibly smart right. uh, teenagers for your your typical cabin in the woods film. You know, like normally you have dumb ones who are just like out right. there to smoke well, and have sex. Somethings. Well, they're out there to smoke and have sex, but smoking and yeah, yeah, sex. they're in college. You're right. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, they are out there for those two things, but they're also out there to you. Know, I mean, they're also just you know smarter than your average bear right like which is hilarious yes really hilarious i love it it does add to the comedy quite a bit but also uh messes up uh what there's this organization in the background that uh it's actually how we start the movie is following hadley and and sitterson 
Hadley played by Bradley Whitford, and Sitterson played by Richard Jenkins. This is like my first, one of my first like introductions to Bradley Whitford, like outside of the West Wing. Like, <laughs> sure, sure. I love him as an actor. He is hilarious, and like this, this role of his is fucking perfect in this. Like, yeah, I'm, so I know funny. we talked about him with Get Out. I know we did. That was actually the same oh, yeah. year, wasn't yeah. it? Same year, same month. Well, anyhow, they uh, help run an organization. They're ran like a big corporation, but they are into some kind of ritual thing, you find out. Yeah. And I don't want to give away all the, the details of that, but they, um, they, I think it's, I think it's fair to say that it's a global, like, government program. Like, right. every country has it. Yeah, they do. It's, it's one of the, it's one of the few, like, unknown things that we're all agreed upon that we all, we right. all, it's have this program this governmental entity yeah, and i and i think i'll go ahead and say that is a it is a, a ritual um that they are performing and it has to do with uh recruiting unbewitting to them these students so we already talked about marty and you mentioned jules that's played by yes. anna hutchinson and uh, yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what she is studying, but she's roommates with Dana. Pre-medical. Pre-med. And Dana, uh, she's like some kind of philosophy major or something. She's played by Kristen yeah. Connolly, and uh, she's roommates with Anna, but Anna is also uh, dating Chris. I mean, Kurt. She's dating Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Um, and he, I, he also takes philosophy courses, but he's on the football team. Uh, sociology. Sociology. Thank you. Um, he, <laughs> uh, he's on the football team with Holden, who is played by Jesse Williams. And I don't know, he, he studies math, maybe. I think also sociology. Sociology as well. Okay. Maybe. I think so. Well, anyways, they're all smart. And they go to this. They go yeah. to Kurt's cousin's cabin <laughs> in the woods, and are being surveilled by this organization. And I think that's pretty much yeah. the synopsis. And now we can talk about whatever the fuck we want with the movie. Right. Yeah. It, the whole the whole thing is just a beautiful look on the horror genre in general yeah of movies something i said and like you know the, in the other episode was that it was a beautiful baby and i stand by that it's a beautiful baby <laughs> it's fair it is a beautiful baby it, it it looks at the whole like the, the movies because like every single horror movie has your your basic formula you know not every single one there's a lot that right. go outside the formula but your standards, your classics, like the, the Cabin in the Woods films, Friday the 13th, Halloween, they all have these characters, they all have these situations. Uh, specifically, you have the doppelganger. There's mm. typically somebody who warns you not to go to a certain place or warns you the of a harbinger. certain evil. You got to yeah. ignore them. The harbinger, you're right. What did yeah. I say? The doppelganger, which is somebody who looks like the doppelganger. somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Harbinger is the one who warns them. But, you know, and another issue is they have to basically choose their fate, right. their outcome. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's their decision to go to the cabin. It's their decision to, like, you know, to go into the basement in the movie, in this movie, and also in, like, Evil Dead. 
Um, cause that's where this one gets a lot of inspiration from is those like evil dead films. Um, right. And, and like other, many other films, of course, but like, that's the, the specific, like they're in the cabin in the woods, mm-hmm. shit's going down in the basement. Right. Crazy murderer comes around. And, uh, it's, I don't know. I really like, I love the dissection of this genre yes. and how, uh, Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard pull it off. I do know I talked about a funny scene. Uh, behind the cameras, I, I think right. I remember talking about this you did, in the, yeah, in the yeah. other episode. And I think it's fun to mention here again. But like Joss Whedon is apparently really horrible to write with because <laughs> Drew, Drew Goddard said that Joss Whedon would write one line and then just be like, throw his pen down and go, boom! <laughs> like, fuck yeah! <laughs> Meanwhile, Drew's like, all right, well, I got like five pages. <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> So, uh, and, and, you know, since then, uh, we're not big fan of, 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 uh, Josh Sweden anymore, um, because of reasons <laughs> that he, that he chose. <clears throat> yeah, he hasn't repented enough yet. Not yet. No, I don't think so. Uh, so, it, I mean, also, it's just like, I know we talked a lot about it during the deep dive of, uh, uh, the Justice League. But, you know, if if you're treating people not well based off of certain things, society's not going to take it anymore, at least right. in the current climate. Uh, there's been a lot of pushback. At least a portion of society. Yeah, there's been a lot of pushback from this, the rest of uh, another portion of society, but uh, yeah. hopefully we'll move it's past that. It's a crazy dichotomy we're living in. Yes, yeah. It's a, it's a painful one. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, beyond that, <laughs> let's forget about Joss Whedon. I think I said his name right that time. Um, and move on <laughs> to, yeah, so they have to choose. And uh, when we say that they have to choose, it is, it's it's a choice to transgress against these right. these spirits or whatever they are. Uh, what this is for movie to movie that we're talking like that this is like you said definitely a dissection of the horror genre and uh right in this movie though there is a literal treasure tro- trove that they have to choose from yeah and, yeah there's a lot of shit in that basement yeah there sure is and that, that that's that part's a lot of fun too just like even on your first watch when you don't know about all the things that they're connected to these different uh heirlooms right. and knickknacks and things but like as you're seeing them you can like you can pinpoint the the easter right. eggs because they all like correlate to certain things like specifically the puzzle box correlates to i think it's called like jigsaw head or something like that uh, yeah buzzsaw um, head or and, something and yeah buzzsaw head yeah almost complete like parody of pinhead from uh hellraiser right and 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 like you can see all like you and that's what makes that scene fun is because you're seeing the pick all this stuff up and you're kind of you're kind of thinking well what are they gonna awaken you know it's like like i remember the first time i watched this i was just like trying to sit down i was just like what kind of like what what like what kind of weird thing are they about to inspire here right and ever since then it's it's left me wanting because it's like it, i love what we got i love the story mm-hmm. we get and the villains that they they awaken 
but at the same time, I'm just like, I wonder what that monster would have really right. been like. Like, yeah. <laughs> it really does so, make you want to see the other monsters they thought Let of. me ask you then, would you like a prequel or sequel? Yeah, so that's that's the big thing is everybody has but always been wanting a prequel to this film where they where they see you gather yeah. the monsters. Um, or I, I don't think I there want, could be a I sequel. Would I see, will say that. Yeah, no, I don't think there can be a sequel really, um, unless you want an apocalypse, and that's kind of a spoiler. I'm interested in the failure. Yeah, me too. They mentioned that there's a there's one time that the United States failed. Yeah, 1986 was it. I can't remember. I think so. Like I, I, I know sure. I've looked up what movies came out then, and people have like a general idea of which movies they're talking about. Like, let's just look it up. Let's do it. Somebody where they all survived was it? Was it um, Freddy? <laughs> was it uh, Nightmare on Elm Street? Dream Warriors? Because <laughs> they all. Let's see. Let's see. A lot of them survived. Hmm. I don't know how to specifically look for this. Okay. All right. Well. What movie failed the ritual? <laughs> you are saying, though, that you would be happy with the prequel. Um, okay, I, yeah, what I was saying, I'll just stop looking. Um, what I was saying was that um, I, I don't think there's a need for a like an actual prequel unless they do right. the failure. Everybody else wants the to to see the prequel where they gather all the monsters where the government yeah begins this corporation they want to see the origin story that would be like, like you I would have it. to go way back i feel like because i, don't think I feel so. like i think it would just be like a 1940s film like mm. era-esque film you know you'd have to you'd have to determine where the like but i mean i guess, doing yeah, I guess maybe it could have started in the, the ritual 20s. before that though that that's what I'm. Like, but who says there had to be somebody doing the ritual? That's the thing is like maybe these gods were have been sleeping for ten thousand years, like ever since the world was burning, and then they just woke up at a certain year, like nineteen forty something. Mm. And to appease them, the governments were like, "All right, let's just all make sacrifices every year well, to keep them asleep." See, though, I don't feel like that though because at the end, with the the cameo of Sigourney. Um, right. She, she, she kind of implies that it's always been this way. That, that is true. Hmm. Well, I don't know, but that's what everybody wants, man. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's not <laughs> what we want. It. We I'm want just saying what everybody wants. anyways. So. Yeah, everybody, everybody, there's a, I've seen a lot of people talking on fan sites and everything where they're like, I want to see them gathering the monsters. I want to see right. them setting up the organization. <clears throat> and like, I get it. Like, origins are fun. But like, I don't know. I just, I want to know what other film failed because then you know, then you have the ability to at least root for the, the virgin. Because right. as they mentioned in the film, it's like usually the virgin is the last one to survive. And, and there, uh, it's her okay death if they is survive. optional. Yeah. 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 And so that's that's one of the exciting things I feel like about the failure is we wouldn't know the outcome. We would just have an idea about the outcome. Right. Right. And it can be completely different. You know, it can be completely different monsters, completely different organization at the time. Like but I mean at the same time, I think it's one and done. I think it's perfect as one and done. I really don't want any more. But if they do a prequel, I don't give a fuck about the origins of this government entity I care about. <laughs> You know, seeing some, seeing another film like this, right? 
Okay, so uh, the only reason why I asked is because uh, you seemed to be alluding that you'd be okay with that. And in the last review, you said that you were very much against it. Um, but if there was anything, it, it would be 1986. So pretty much the same opinion, but I just was curious. So I was pushing it, pushing you a little bit. So nice. um, I think we are pretty much ready for closing statements. We have already reviewed this. There's a lot to be said, but I'm sure that we said a lot of it in the last review. Uh, however, uh, would we like to maybe share our closing statements from then and uh, then give new closing statements? Or well, let's give, give our closing statements now. Give, and then, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> because my, my opinions fluctuate on this movie so much because I've seen it a lot. Right. Like literally once a year for like 10 years straight. So you don't want to be once a year. You don't want to be influenced from that past. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to remember what I had said then. Not yet. Like I would definitely listen back to it and you know mm. be interested in what I, uh, how I've changed. But like I know one thing that's changed. I think is my score because I give it four stars because I was fucking feeling it this year. I don't. I feel like the last time I watched it, I wasn't feeling it. You know, because I was just I like, thought you I've still gave it four stars though. <laughs> Maybe I did. I just I feel like I feel like I fluctuate with this one a lot where it goes from four stars to three and a half to four stars like never below three and a half. I don't know. I really love the, the, this deconstruction because it really just gets everything right about the horror genre. Right. Uh, and you know the only thing that the only things that like really bother me are some of the kills because it's just like I wanted a little more from that character because they were so damn good. Mm -hmm. And like I, I don't know. I just I fucking dig it though. It's it's so much fun. Great writing, great acting. So yeah, four stars. Cool. Uh, I think I, I, I'm sure I still give this movie a face and a half. I'm sure I gave it then. Uh, yeah, I love. I, at the time, you know, it came out at the right time for us. It was literally our freshman year of undergrad, and they, uh, it was basically written like a, a college student would be approaching an essay. So it, it was really interesting to me and i know i said the exact same thing in my closing statement earlier but we'll see we'll see so um this time around i will say that there's nothing i i don't think i have anything really any complaints about the movie either like uh, not any real ones I, I i don't think that there's anything that would be added to this movie that would make it better, honestly. I, I can't. I, I'm, I, more explanation of things would just ruin the mystique of it, I think. So if there if there was a prequel, I'd watch it. But they just better not ruin this fucking movie. That's all I gotta say. So let's let's nice. listen to our our old ones. Um, closing statement for you. Yeah, uh, obviously, I think uh, we made it evident that we really love this movie, mm -hmm. um, and and I I do I feel like I'm I so I, same thing with you with what you said about Tucker and Dale. I think I spent enough time away from this movie to uh, make it fresh for me again. If you watch That's it good. over and over again, it is gonna. Uh, 
lose a little bit of it. But mm-hmm. like I said, we watched it over and over again because we loved talking about it. Like there's just, there's a lot to this movie, uh, a lot packed in and yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it a comedy by any means. Just the parts that are funny are so funny that mm-hmm. you got to lump it in with these movies and uh, definitely 100% worth it. You should, you should see this. Yeah. I agree with that all hundred um, percent. I still give it four stars. Um, I have seen this way too many times and it did get old for me. There was like, I think three years ago where I was like, I can't watch this movie anymore. Right. And so I haven't watched it for three years. And again, we watched it this year and I was like, well, maybe not three years, maybe it was like two, but you know, I watched it again. I'm like, yeah, it's fresh again. And I I really enjoyed it again this time. I was able to, you know, I was still on my phone for a good portion of it because I remembered most of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still, it you know it still laughed at all the jokes um the kills are boring in this movie honestly you know there's not there's not many great kills and a lot of them just kind of like happen and then are done with uh but i'm not i'm not there for that you know it's like where most horror movies the kill is kind of a fun exciting part of it here i'm i'm there for everything else you know <laughs> it's all it's also wonderfully done just an absolute you know Yes, it does get old if you watched a lot, uh, for sure. but for, any movie. for that first viewing, yeah. But for that first viewing, it's just great. There's nothing wrong with it, I don't think. Um, yeah. Maybe the the very very last shot isn't as pleasing as I would want it to be. I won't spoil what that is, of course. Um, I have a certain other type of description for that last shot that I would have liked to see. But I don't care. <laughs> it's yeah. it's fun all the way through. Yeah, I and... I think like with that last shot comes uh, another. Mm, what do I want to say? Not theme or motif, really. It's not maybe the message there. Yeah. In that is what something that they were trying to say with this film. There. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, I let them, the audience come to that. The audience come to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, that's my closing statement. I love this movie. Still gets a four star rating. Uh, Marty, played by Franz Kranz, Franz Kranz is I, honestly top five favorite characters of all time, I would say. Easy. Star of the show. Yeah. Like, just, he just nailed it. I mean, all the actors yeah. do a great job. Oh, they do. But for me, but for me, Frank Kranz is just over and above and beyond. That's what just I'm looking so for. So well written, like mm-hmm. that's that's. I mean, I mean, Franz Kranz obviously brought a whole shit ton to the role, but Marty yeah. is so well written. Well, it's like um, it's also like when I figured or when I found out that like Franz Kranz was like in his 30s or whatever when he did this, like. I literally thought the guy was like twenty because <laughs> yeah, like he, he just pulls job. off a he pulls off a young college student so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he even looks like Shaggy Rogers. I yeah, think. he would be a perfect <laughs> choice for Shaggy. Yeah, he'd be. Great I mean, Matthew choice Matthew for Lillard. Shaggy. Matthew Lillard was perfect too. Oh yeah, definitely. but but if he wants to pass the baton, there you go. It did give him laryngitis. Okay, boy. <laughs> 
We talk, man. We talk and talk. We did talk a That's lot. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's like we're like, like, like enjoying our voices or something. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. I also so think that my closing of, statement uh, then was a little better than my, like, I was a little more informed. <laughs> I feel like it was more up for that closing statement than I was for this one. Maybe. And, you know, maybe I was too. Uh, but, you know, this is a re-review, so... I guess yeah, yeah. And I, I think it's also <laughs> brought down a, a bit by technical difficulties we're back to sure. being in different rooms right now and I think we're getting used to being in the same room yeah and that energy so I thought that I think that brings a, a weird different vibe like trying to right trying to battle lag and shit it's funny I really like what mostly I mostly talked about <laughs> Fran Kranz, mostly. I know. We talked about Fran Kranz a lot. I gave him high praise. Five, like, top five favorite characters. I don't think that holds true anymore. Uh, really? I think that was talking yeah. out of my ass then. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, so he's not even he's, in your he's top definitely, five? Oh, top five of all time. He's definitely high up there. Gotcha. He's definitely high up there. But of all time, I don't know if, like... Gotcha. I thought Maybe you meant in this movie, it's like, there's only, like, nine characters. How can he be I know, in right? the top five? <laughs> I definitely love him. I will I will yeah. still agree with the praise I gave Fran Kranz. He is still my yes. favorite part of the movie. But, like, I think everything I had to say still rings true. Nice. Yeah. All right, well, then let's have a soda pop break. I Oh, let's I guess I didn't say if I thought what I said rings true. Um, I, honestly, I... I wish that I had taken the time to watch this movie again. When I listened to our review of it, it made me want to watch the movie again, even though we talked about how <laughs> overwatching nice. it is can be a problem. So, you know, it, it's something that I always want to return to. That's that's the only thing I'll I'll add on to that review. So, moving on. Soda pop break. Let's do it. Soda. All right, I'll be right back. I don't back. drink soda anymore. Oh. I'm drinking tea. Well, good for you. I love you. Sarah wanted me to tell you that she loves you. Oh, so kind. I love her too. Honey, he says he loves you too. Oh my God, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> so, did we did we make it back? Did we land? I think we made it. Okay. I'm still here. We landed it. I'm alive and well. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I'm still alive. I wish I would have gotten that out of there. Before I said we're back. Hey Dave. Hey Dave Franco. <laughs> you made a movie. Yeah. I think he's done that before. Yeah, you're the brother that's not weird right now. <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't been <laughs> keeping up on on James here recently. Uh, I know there was some weird stuff around the uh, disaster movie time, but I don't I don't remember that. Or if there was anything since. I think he's. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I still don't remember either. Like I don't pay attention to drama. Right. Uh, I try if to I recall, ignore a lot of a lot of real world drama. Yeah, if I recall, it, it seemed like his side of the story was that uh, 
he presented a contract and thought that the contract was understood, but uh, somebody on the uh, another actor's um, management or agency side did not make this woman informed of what was going to happen on set. And yeah, she felt. I, I yeah, I really don't know. I feel yeah. like he's still in in bad waters. Maybe, uh, maybe but Dave he Franco. Be, I don't. But think that's is. his side that I've heard, and and I want to <laughs> believe it because I enjoy his work and uh, and think that he's a serious right. artist. But maybe he's a bad man too. I can't say. He might be a bad man because the only thing I can say is I know it's not just one woman or as many women. Ah. And you know, typically when there's many women, and there's many, and even when there's just one woman. Right. I typically side with you them. Gotta, you do have to <laughs> side with you do have to side with the victim. I believe that she felt um that the situation was wrong. I just I just want it to be a a problem of miscommunication. You want to see the good instead of a uh a, a malicious attack. You yeah. know what I mean? Um hey, yeah. I understand, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I too enjoy his stuff. You know, like I understand wanting to see the good in somebody, but I also just don't know enough about the situation. I don't either. So. If there's multiple women, I'm Ooh. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm going to back down even from what I said. So <laughs> I want to remove foot from mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plop. Uh, so this but now we're here is... to talk about a movie written, produced, and directed by his brother, That's Dave right. Franco. And and I real is, quick, uh, I did want to derail us just super quick because we didn't do it before. Oh, this was suggested by our Patreon members, uh, Doc Mike Hamilton and uh, Don Callahan. Yeah. Yeah, she was she was furious at you for getting missing. Was she? <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dodd. Oh. I got a I got a gold star from my mom for being like, "Good job of stopping him so quickly." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just kept it in, man. We should have just edited it out. I should have just redone it. No, it's funnier. It's yeah, funnier. It is. I feel scored. And it's hilarious. Ha <laughs> And you'll never, you'll never forget. Because now it's public knowledge. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, did, I wouldn't have known about this movie. Let's be honest. No, I don't I think I, I, I think, think I've think seen so. the poster because the yeah the poster is really cool. I love the poster. Uh, if you're not if you're not looking at the poster out there, uh, listeners, you have your standard uh, uh, poster size. I will say at the very top in the top right corner upside down is earth and a house and the rest of the poster on down is the sky a night sky and a person is falling the right in the middle of the poster it's really well done i love it it's a really nice poster um but i think that's the only thing about this movie i knew anything about i think i've seen the poster but that's it i've never seen the movie never even heard about it they even know dave franco trailer but I really thought yeah. that when it was suggested to us that they're talking about Barbara Ian. I know, right? And as I as I mentioned in the Bangers and Hash episode, <coughs> for those of you who um, would like to get a little sneak peek at Bangers and Hash, since you you might not be subscribed and might not hear this episode, right. um, I do think that Barbara Ian, Barbarian, let's be honest, uh, would have paired pretty well with the rental. 
the rental does pair pretty well with Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Um, but I think Barbarian and it and the rental are on a very similar level of uh focus, I will say. Yeah. Uh this has all of the uh the the plot points that are required in the ritual of uh the cabin in the woods Indeed. so it does really Pretty work much. uh but yeah and they also play with the the virgin joke a bit too <laughs> they do um with which character do you remember how like in cabin in the woods Remember how in Cabin in the Woods where it's just like everybody kept saying like, well, you're the virgin character. Right. And she's like, but I'm not a virgin. You know, right. it's like this movie yeah. is definitely, it's the same thing where the virgin is most certainly not a virgin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But she's married. But she does fit the exact role. <laughs> yeah. 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 She is the uh, faithful one. The other ones yeah. seem to all have uh, problems with that. Josh less so, uh, but he is uh, jealous and protective. Which, yeah, right. so he kind of fits the ath- athlete role, we'll say, and Charlie will be the scholar. Uh, yes, annoyingly so. But I don't, I don't like having Michelle at the being the whore, which is what the, one of the two. That well, are see, that's left. the thing is you only have you only have four. And this yeah. one, you don't have your standard five. And yeah, I think I the whore can be tossed out and make Michelle the fool, unless Josh is the fool. I would make I would make Michelle the fool because of what she d- mm. when she gets uh, crazy with the drugs by herself. Right. right. Well, so uh, we talked about who the characters are. Those are the four. It's two couples. Uh, Indeed, Charlie, Charlie and Josh our Rebrow. scholar, is played by uh, live-action Beauty and the Beast, Beast <laughs> Dan Stevens. I forgot that he did that, <laughs> but uh, he also honestly like, and that's the thing. If, if I have one complaint about this movie, I mean, I got quite a few. Like, not nothing big. This movie's pretty good, um, but like one of my bigger complaints was with Dan Stevens acting as Charlie. He seems yeah. very. Un- Hold on, I'm waiting. No, wait until my dog stops barking. He seems very emotionless at times, like and, and like it comes across really well at the end because he goes kind of crazy at the end, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he really shines in this role, I think. But like, there's moments where people will say something or ask him a question or something, and his response just feels so like I'm reading the line to you off camera, right? Like, right. <clears throat> well. But that is his character too. So like it's not yes. a, it's not a shot at Dan Stevens because his character Charlie is it's like very that. calculated. Like it, it comes yes. across as a per- yeah, yeah, it's a very pers- much of a personality trait, but like it just threw me at times. Right. Um but like I I think so Dan Stevens perspected his his American accent in Legion, right? Uh play, playing David Holler and uh it, it <laughs> And before that, everybody knew him as Matthew Crowley and and uh, Downton Abbey. But he is that even right? Did I give the the right name? I'm gonna have to look that up now. I'm embarrassed. These are shows I like. Oh no, Crowley. Yeah, I said it right. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, so yeah, I can't say that it's the accent work. But I do feel like he's come he's come off of some 
roles that had a lot more rehearsal time probably than this very yeah, low budget fair. movie. I feel like he feels a little under rehearsed to me. Yeah, and yeah some there, of the other actors of some of the other actors, you know, they're probably more used to working that way because they're not as big of a name as him yet. I would say. Right. I mean, except for Allison Brie. Oh yeah, besides <laughs> Allison Brie, but she seemed fairly on top of it. Yeah, I really liked Allison Brie in this. I thought she was really fun. Yeah. Um I really the it's it's kind of almost like a tearjerker watching the direction her story takes. Yeah. Like that's another thing I liked about this movie is it's it's a horror film, but when when the four characters get out to this this rental, this bed and breakfast thing that they're at, um, it becomes kind of like a deconstruction of their characters as they all kind of fall apart mm-hmm. um, through their own bad decisions and through their own bad uh, discussions of conversation and stuff like that. And I really enjoyed that because it's not really like a horror film until after they've all been deconstructed. Once they've all been deconstructed, like pulled apart, then that's when the, the, the crazy shit starts <laughs> happening. Yeah. And like, I really like that because it, it's definitely set up as a horror film the whole time. Like, there's nothing about this movie that doesn't feel like it's a horror, right. going to be a horror film. Earlier, but there's nothing really traumatic until then. I, I, with, I, here I come with an, an ADHD moment. So earlier, I was referring to Michelle when we were going through what positions they might take in the ritual. When I when I meant to be talking about Mina, uh, played by uh, Sheila Vond. Gotcha. Yes. Um, but Allison Brie well, plays be Michelle. The I didn't say. She Sheila would be. Mina would. Yeah, Mina is the virgin character. And but that's what I was she also about because very the, much could be the 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 horror in the the thesis. But, but if she you're going by die. the cabin in the woods logic, yeah. if you're yeah. going yeah, if you're going she by the cabin in the woods logic, the last one to live is Mina. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, that's true. And the first <laughs> one to die would be sorry again, spoilers. Michelle the whore. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But she's not though at the same time, so it doesn't quite fit. But it does, I'm sure, fulfill yeah, it, uh, the ritual because I that's think it's really yeah. just one blood. That's what it is. Yeah, that's why I was saying Michelle works as the fool. I think Michelle is a yeah. fool and Mina is the virgin and they play off of the virgin joke because no, she most certainly is not a virgin. That's true. That's what I was saying. That's true. But Taylor is the whore. Because they die first. Yeah, but he's like. <laughs> that is true. Lots of spoilers whore, here, folks. I'm so sorry. Uh, Taylor, played by Toby Huss, he's like the manager of the cabin that gets rented by these two couples. Charlie and Mina yeah. work together, and they, did, they, they just got this big, big deal, and they want to have a vacation before the work starts with it. Uh, to celebrate so they bring michelle charlie's wife and josh charlie's brother and mina's boyfriend and uh taylor seems they're they're very convinced that taylor is racist against mina who is uh of uh muslim's descent yeah and 
yeah th- that that stuff's nice i really do like that um the uh the inclusion of that like that racism and how it how right. it affects the the horror mood and how mm-hmm. the story plays off of that and how it bounces from that right um and and like they all have their own issues too like i really like their their own small insecurities like josh is very much like i don't deserve to be in this good relationship Right, uh, you know, he's like, I'm a bad person. I got, I got anger issues and all these uh, other. I issues. just got out of prison recently, ish. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. <clears throat> Jesus. And then yeah, like, and then uh, Charlie is just a complete know-it-all factoid. I've, I've been Charlie in many situations, right. and I hate me it. Too. Like, me too. Yeah, it's like, honestly, sadly, yeah, Charlie and Josh kind of reminded me of me and and my brother, and it made me feel bad. Honestly, I. <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad because like Josh reminded me of your brother a lot in regards oh, to like yeah. just like yeah. in, just in look in general. He, he does, has these like he does a similar have that body personality build. that uh that's just kind of uh abrasive, but it's a shield, really, you know. Yeah. He's just very anxious, my my brother is. He's a well meaning well meaning henchman. Yes. <laughs> Even though he's not a henchman, he owns his own company, but still. Like he has that that yeah he wouldn't pose, work for you know? anybody he wouldn't work for anybody but no yeah maybe maybe mercenary work he might be suited for that <laughs> <laughs> that sound makes him sound like a sociopath I'm sorry yeah, my brother is not but like Charlie yeah but Charlie has like other issues too like Charlie is uh you know he's a cheater. He's got yes. chronic cheating in his history. He might actually be a and like as you said, Mich- Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, honestly, might be. And Michelle, as you said, is like the the innocent one. Like literally, th- I mean, there there are issues in her in her trust and her uh, right reactions to things. But for the most part, she's like the only well meaning innocent one right. there. <laughs> I want to know how that. Okay, so drugs are involved in this plot. I'm just gonna say. That uh, the first night, Michelle, for absolutely no reason, introduces um, uh, X into the the living room and is like, hey, look what I brought for a good time. And they're like, okay, well, you want to do some? And she's like, oh, you know what? I want to go to sleep. But you guys go ahead. I was was like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) yeah because like you can you can tell that like certain like in certain smaller moments like you can tell that like yes maybe they have taken ecstasy before like the actors in real life Mm. dave franco in real life like sure i'm sure in that business they certainly have experienced that drug but like there are other moments that were just so funny like like what you're talking about where she she brings it into the room she's like you guys have fun and just save me some for tomorrow we'll all do it again tomorrow and you know have a good time they're not going to want to do it again yeah, the very no. next fucking day. Yeah, and they obviously like, don't. Again, I've either. only seen ecstasy. I've never <laughs> never tried yeah, ecstasy. Yeah, you've only seen it. But I you know, just from yeah, just from seeing it, I know you have a pretty fucking crazy hangover the next day where you literally just don't want to do fucking jack shit. Yeah. You're just like, nope. Well, <laughs> I just need to relax. <clears throat> yeah. Uh <laughs> So that actually happens with Charlie and Mina, and they decide to just relax uh, while well, Michelle and Josh. Well, there's other reasons for that too. Yes, there is. Uh, Michelle and Josh. Then they go on 
a hike that everybody was supposed to go on to. And then later that night, she's the only one that gets fucked up because the rest of them are like, oh, no, man. Uh. Yeah. Like, of course yeah. they would be. But they're also all pissed at each other. So she's like not in yeah. the right frame of mind to take this drug. And then when all the bad shit is <laughs> going on, she's the only one that's high. And I have to wonder... What is this movie like where Michelle, who seems like the only really decent-minded one after the shit goes down, uh, yeah. how it would have played out different? I am curious. Right. I mean, like, and she wasn't in a good mindset either because she, she, right. like, she pro- that was certainly should not have taken it by herself, for yeah. one. And then two, she shouldn't have taken it when she was so angry at, at uh, Charlie, Charlie because yeah. she had just found out that Charlie cheated um, they had a history of right. cheating with his current girlfriend while dating his previous girlfriend. Right. Like that and, was, and, a, a, and she a, a knew that he liked she do. he was still with somebody when they met, but she didn't know that it was yeah. his habit. And yeah, that exactly, that, yeah. yeah, that 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 brings in kind of the rest of the plot. Um, yeah. there is some suspicion from Josh towards charlie and mina i'll say i don't want to give away too much about it but there is some now yeah suspicion there uh and it, and it does make tensions rise between everybody like the four of these people should not be out in the wilderness together really um <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh the real shit starts happening when mina discovers that there's a camera in the showers mm-hmm. yeah and pretty disturbing shit for a bed and breakfast that's right pretty disturbing shit and you know it all goes from there and i have to say that there is some stuff that i want to talk about that is super spoilers it's really just the ending do you do you do you think that we should put up a wall or are you done are you ready to be done no, no, I, I, yeah, I can put up a spoiler wall. That's fine. Okay, we can put up a spoiler wall. <clears throat> I'm gonna do it. To be spoiler free, go to fifty-three forty-three. Thank you. Brick, 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 brick. It's there. Yeah. What'd you wanna? What'd you wanna spoil? Okay, so at the end. Okay, sorry. So, uh. Taylor's brother, air quotes, because who the fuck knows? That sh- that part just does not make any fucking sense. Um, right. Yeah, because, uh, spoiler, uh, the killer kills Taylor, and Taylor s- seemingly doesn't have any idea about the cameras and shit. So yeah. my question then is, after he kills everybody, and then he goes sets up again, was that his intention the whole time? To kill them? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm honestly, I really just didn't care for the ending because of that. Right. Because it's like, there's there's so much unanswered. I guess there was like talk of doing a sequel or something, like yeah. maybe, maybe. But like, yeah, it's it's really confusing. I don't understand what his intentions are. Well, it's like, if he has, if he has a record of doing this, right. surely there's a paper trail like there's there's an actual record like because he has to buy this shit like right yeah exactly 
But, you know, you can get away, a lot, away with a lot of things if you pay with cash. That's true. But, so, and he, it is a super big house, so he could be a super rich guy. But it doesn't explain Taylor very well. So this is my theory. My theory is, is that he started out as just a super voyeur. Like, he'd stand outside their house, jack off to watching them sleep and have sex and whatever. And uh, right. when Taylor was attacked and hurt uh, and also found out about the recording devices, like he didn't want to get in trouble with his brother either, I think. And then he went, right. killed his brother, killed all those people. Then he realized- It's what you do. It's what you do. Then he realized, shit, I really like killing people. And so now yeah. <laughs> he's just on this this binge of uh, <clears throat> running away from a place that he buys, buying another one, and then doing it all again. And and maybe he's some he is some rich important dude, and that's why they keep on giving it to him. And it, he knows eventually he'll get caught. Maybe, but he's he already fucked well, maybe, up. Yeah, maybe he's only done he it twice. Maybe he's yeah. only done it the twice, so maybe he's he's I only gotten like away with it. It was once. different places that they showed. I thought that it was different places oh, was in it? the in the credits. I thought it was like a montage of different places, but maybe not. But I still feel like not this sure is the because first all, one. all I see I feel like this is the first one. Yeah. Yeah, all I see on Wikipedia is it just says he rents a new property and installs cameras in it. So like, I think gotcha. it's just one house. Maybe, but like Maybe. I, I agree with that. That that makes a lot of sense because I honestly had no opinion. I was just like I saw it and was like, oh, yeah, all right then. I my brain <laughs> has to try to make sense of things, and that I feel like that. Works. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, that was the only <laughs> problem I had with this. Like I, I've already said that I've only had one problem, but my my another problem that I had with the movie, I guess, is that I really enjoyed the deconstruction. But then, like, yeah, it, it didn't leave me with anything to, to think about. Like, even though it has that opportunity because it's, like, a lot of that ending's not really explained. It just happens. Right. I'm just like, yeah, all right. They died. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Because, like, I like the characters, but I'm also not in love with the characters, you know? like uh, I feel the same. All... I feel like the wall might have went down at some point. But if it hasn't, yeah. we'll make an official here right now. And and I feel because I feel like you were doing a, yeah. some closing statement talk. Yeah, because all, what I was saying was like it's it's uh, they're not like the cabin in the woods characters because right. those characters are funny, they're smart, they're likable. Like sure, they have like small minor qualities that like you know you can see it in your friends. And you're just like oh, right. you know, but like you could see being <laughs> friends with them. You could see going on this trip with them to the to the cabin in the woods with those four and in the rental. I won't want to go to with any of them no, except maybe Michelle and Mina. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Charlie and Mina have like this kismet thing uh, in their work. So it makes sense that they would yeah. want to like chill, um, uh, and you know he's married, so his wife's there, and also she's dating his right. brother. So it's it's very convenient, but still, there's just a lot of tension there. You can tell between, especially between yeah. the brothers, and uh, you know it, it made for a decent story, but yeah, it made it harder to like the people. I can agree with you. 
And, yeah, and Charlie's Charlie's a quick asshole too. Like, right? Uh, you know, because like he he is like the very like one of the things that like I get nitpicky about a lot with uh, just people in general mm. <laughs> is like if you say something and it's very clear that you don't care about the truth of it, you just said it to say it. Right. Like it's not a fact. You're not putting out there's a fact. You're just trying to make a point or something along those lines. And, but like, you just, you say something that sounds like a fact, but it's not, it's like, it's just meant to be a point. Right. And that person's like, well, actually, you know, you're, you're completely wrong. It's like, I don't give a fuck that I was wrong. I was just trying to talk about something else. Mm-hmm. But Charlie is very much like that to his brother, where it's like his brother will say something and he's just like, well, actually, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, and he's like, you always do this. I don't want to take your damn quiz. And in that, in that, yeah, yeah. in that moment, I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, brothers." Uh, sorry, Mikey. You feel <laughs> like my one head. I remember. Yeah, one I remember specifically was like Josh, like just mentioned something along the lines of like, "What would it be like if like T Rexes and cavemen were like, you know, yeah, met or something like yeah. that?" And then Josh is just, or Charlie's just like, "Uh, you know, there was like." 65 million years between <laughs> how like, many million how days, many million but, josh <laughs> yeah and then josh is like dude i just fucking said something out of like curiosity like i was yeah, trying to what like are you doing just make a statement yeah we can just like, talk about things like you don't have to be a dick yeah that's what i felt a lot about charlie too yeah i i feel like i I really just wasn't that big of a fan of the script. I feel like, uh, unfortunately, I, there was some fun things like the bro game that they played. I thought that was fun, but also it definitely just it felt like a frat boys after that. And I just don't, I just don't get frat boy vibes from either Dan Stevens or uh, the guy playing Josh who who played Josh again. I don't even know if we said Jeremy yeah. Allen White. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we did say that. Also, Taylor. I don't think uh, we did. Was Toby Huss, if we didn't say. Um, we, and, we did say that one. We said everybody else. And I guess I, I don't know if the guy listed under man is uh, the killer guy or not. But it, it I was Anthony Molinari. So yeah, like I, I give it three stars. I think it's it's a fun uh ish little haunted like not haunted, mm-hmm. but like little uh cabin of the woods kind of film with a mat maniac, a good deconstruction of characters. Yeah. But I just don't root for all of the characters, you know. There's only two that I really care I about like and I don't care about them enough to be devastated by their deaths. Um, I do like their deaths. I think I think the right. deaths are pretty well set up. Like Dave Franco does a good job at setting all the the scenes and the tension up. Mm-hmm. But it just at, at by at the end of the film, I was just like, yeah, that was good. Yeah, you know, I just walked away from it. So you know, three yeah. stars. It it I do think that it's worth checking out, but it's not going to make anybody's top one hundred list. That's for sure. Uh, I give it a face. Uh, like I said earlier, I'm not so sure about the script. Um, it, it's not that I felt like it. This I thought I thought the story was honestly pretty good. It was just the dialogue. I wasn't that big a fan of the dialogue. So uh, yeah. it, my that it, you said you don't really root for any of the characters. That's pretty true. I root for Mina a little bit because I feel like she's the 
she is kind of uh the odd person out uh in in terms of uh, uh fitting into the group the only character that i really root for is reggie played by chunk that's fair that's fair yeah. i do root for reggie yeah and that's another thing. I mentioned a long time ago, um, I might as well make it a running gag on this uh, right. podcast. Um, if you're worried about dog death or dog injury, dog survives. The dog does survive. He is fine. Don't worry. There is you a big scare the for a good chor- a big, big chunk of the movie. You're not sure. That's true. But just knowing deep in your hearts that He's fine. you can believe that the dog's fine. Yeah, dog's fine. <laughs> No, I guess I guess it's more apt to say no doggy violence is a, is apparent on screen. No, there's no dog deaths or doggy doggy punishment on screen. No, not at all. So, uh, who wins this uh, this genre SmackDown on the potato pick? Oh, sorry, you cut out. But I, I, I uh, did you ask who wins? <laughs> that's it. That's what I asked. Yes. Okay. I choose Cabin in the Woods. Like I think it's yeah. very, yeah. It, it, I chose it the last time too. You did not. You chose uh, Tucker and Dale, I believe. I did. Oh, well, I, maybe I, I had watched it. I too think much. you. Did. I haven't finished the episode. I stopped it right after, um, uh, the Evil Dead started on it. Oh man, I'll have to finish. Yeah, this I, I, I may be wrong. That's what I have in my notes because uh, I, I keep a running catalog of what we've reviewed. And uh, and I believe you chose Tucker and Dale, whereas I chose Cabin in the Woods, and well, I still I still stick by my boy. Uh, Cabin in the Woods definitely beats the rental. Uh, that's for sure. I would I'd have to rewatch both of them back to back to say if it beat Tucker and Dale because I do love that movie. It's kind of adorable. Yeah, they're both good in a, in a gross good. way. <laughs> <laughs> So if you are interested in our review of Tucker and Dale versus Evil and the Evil Dead 2, go check out, uh, I think we called it uh, a threesome. Horror comedy. Horror comedy. Like that. Question mark. Because horror we didn't know comedy what we were threesome. doing yet. No, it was a threesome. No, we still don't. Is a threesome, semicolon, horror comedy, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> if Jeez. if we have a threesome, it's still a threesome semicolon, but it's uh, yeah, yeah. But I we we put yeah. the movie titles now because we decided that was less confusing. Except when we got to uh, Super Scary Franchise Part Six, which was Monday's episode, I decided putting those titles would be too long. <laughs> So it is still yeah, super scary franchise six. <laughs> Jesus, we suck at this. We're awful. <laughs> I love it. I love it all. I do. But, too. but yeah, thanks for joining us for this uh, special potato pick episode. Yeah. Sorry for the disjointedness that's uh, caused by internet uh, internet separation. I yeah. miss you. Separate internet Be separation anxiety. That's what we have. Ah, it's the roughest man yeah it's the roughest and the toughest but no I'm, I'm happy to always have you here happy to always be here until next time i am the green traveler from gorsh and i am the faceless leon till the next time safe travels and good night <laughs> green and faceless on the couch is a proud production of fiction works 19
Are you a fan of the show? Feel free to contact us at greenandfacelessfans at gmail.com or visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. Don't forget to comment, like, and subscribe or rate us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening.